You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Hello, welcome to the Talking Taiwan podcast. This is Felicia Lin, your host. And today on our show, our guest is Bo Cheng Su. Bo is one of the first executive directors and main organizers of the Passport to Taiwan Festival. The Passport to Taiwan Festival is an annual outdoor festival that happens in Union Square Park in New York. It also happens in May, which happens to be Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. The second week in May has also been designated Taiwanese American Heritage Week. So welcome to the podcast, Bo. Uh, thank you, Felicia, for inviting me to uh, your program. Great. Um, so how long has the Passport to Taiwan actually been running? We started in uh, 2002, so uh, a few years after the Congress designated the uh, Heritage Week for the Taiwanese American. So it has been 13 years uh, since 2002. Wow, that's amazing. Did you ever think it was going to be running this long? Probably not, you know, given the cost and uh, the resources needed to, uh, you know, put, put something together. It's amazing that we have been going on for the past 12 years and now the 13th. Yeah. So where did the idea for Passport to Taiwan come from? Of course, you know, as you said, we want to um, celebrate this Taiwanese American Heritage Week. And uh, it's an honor given by the Congress to the uh, Taiwanese American. But it took us a little bit, you know, from 1999 to 2002, because we wanted to do something that is more presentable, you know, especially in New York City. And we also came up with this name, Passport to Taiwan, so it's not very conventional. You know, people think it's or something cultural festival or some other names. And the idea actually came from when uh, one of our main organizers, Dr. Lai, I think was traveling somewhere and he saw this idea. And then uh, we took it and we have been using the name since, since the start of the program. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great name because it really makes you curious and kind of encapsulates, um, like it's a way to introduce people to Taiwan and the culture of Taiwan. So how did uh, how do you even go about starting something like this? It's such a huge undertaking. Like how many people were involved that first year, and how did you even get started? When we started in uh, 2002, we um, checked out other people's program, such as uh, Kappa. There is an organization mm-hmm. they put it up. They also put up a uh, festival every year at uh, Union Square. And uh, we thought that was something, you know, interesting, like something doable that we could model after. And so we we went through the process with the uh, the related agencies, you know, such as the the parks department, the um, community board, and follow the you know all the orders and started the program. And and believe it or not, it's less than less than ten people. That wow. is the core. Of the of the committee, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone is volunteer, so yeah. that that makes it very very challenging right. to um, put something together of this scale. Right, right. Yeah, given everyone's schedules and the organization you're referring to, Kappa is the Coalition of Asian Pacific Americans, and they've put on the Asian Pacific American Heritage um, Festival, right? Yes, uh, right. that's correct. I'm sure you're, uh, I remember you're involved uh, once upon a time. Right? <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, yeah. I, that, those were the days. 
So things have definitely evolved a lot. Like now you guys have, um, I see you even have like a volunteer training um, for people who are going to be working on the day of the festival. And certainly I hope there's more than 10 people involved now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, for for core, it's usually not a lot. But uh, during the course of the single day festival, it's over at least 200 volunteers that uh, met the booth and perform many tasks. So it's actually quite amazing. And many people, they do set aside this day that they know they have to come and uh, help out. Uh, on various booths, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's quite amazing. And you see the uh, the attendance, mm-hmm. uh, especially each year. And um, like for the past few years, it's very it's even becoming very hard to walk. You know, within the park. <laughs> yeah, it's it is really crowded, and uh, I've been there a couple times. And for anyone that's uh, really connected in the Taiwanese American community, it's almost even kind of like an annual reunion because you bump into people when you're there all the time. Um, yeah, it is true, right? Yeah. I thought that's like tag, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because there are actually organizations that uh, come from other states. Like I know Boston sometimes has some people that come to the Passport to Taiwan and um, they help out with the booth and different things. Um, so it's not just uh, people in New York. Yeah, and we we get some visitors and and some other Taiwanese communities outside of New York City. They mm-hmm. they come and they want to see how how things are done over here, right. and perhaps they can run something you know in the cities they live in. Right. And, uh, yeah, we we try to you know provide all the assistance, but it's it's certainly very challenging. Uh, for other cities, but sure. there's there are always possibilities because um, in New York City there's just so many so many events out there, and uh, it's it's very difficult to grab people's attention. Yeah, that's true. It's very competitive. So, so maybe in the smaller cities, uh-huh. you know, people are, if they put out something, you know, with with a similar scale, and and everyone will come out and you know look at your festival. Right. Is there another city that's doing something similar that's a little bit smaller than New York? Well, they are, they are usually Taiwanese-American Heritage Week celebrations you know, around the city. Uh, actually, around the around the around the country. Right. And uh, our um, one of the group that we invited. They're actually touring Chicago right now, oh. and they'll be making making stops in in North Carolina, in you know, in Georgia. So um, try to you know try to get more people to to see the um, the different cultures in Taiwan. Right. I'm just curious. Yeah. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but do you happen to know if the Passport to Taiwan in New York is one of the oldest Taiwanese American Heritage Week festivals? I wouldn't say that because I, I believe some some of the uh, some of our Taiwanese American community in other cities are did started some kind of celebration since 1999. That's wow. when okay. um, that's when the Congress designated right, right, the uh, week. Right. But you know we can always say that we are one of the longest running, you know the largest the yeah. largest uh, festival for um, for mm-hmm. the Taiwanese American mm-hmm. Heritage Week celebration. Right. Right. So what was it like running the festival that first year? Um, I mean, I can't even imagine, like, what kinds of problems did you run into 
that first year? Well, um, that was actually, you know, try to recall that that part of the memory is <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> And I, I remember that we couldn't even fill the uh, the stage program. You oh, know, we dear. had to have these like, you know, twenty minute program. Then we rest for another twenty minutes, and we we just have you know different di- very different challenging uh-huh. uh, um, tasks. But at, at that year, we did invite uh, some of the um, some of the folk artists from Taiwan. Uh-huh. So they they provided a very different show for people, for especially for the kids. Uh-huh. And uh, we we have been. I remember the booth. We had like about thirty booths, and only four booths were food booths. Oh, and there was a line, but uh, mm-hmm. we didn't have much of a variety because mm-hmm. we didn't know mm-hmm. how much we we should be preparing for right. people. Right. But you know, many many people they were excited because it was the first time that uh, we tried to put something in uh, in a. Crowded, you know, downtown center right, type right. of uh, location, and we we um, it, it was something that encouraged people to to come year after year because they know that you know we we make improvements right and right, improvement yeah. as we make every year since year one. Mm-hmm. I know that's um that's incredible to me that you're telling me there's only four booths right food that yeah. booths that are selling food and now. How many? I think we have like booths? almost twenty. Yeah, and how many booths are there overall at the festival? This year, I think we have about sixty. Um, so, booths. like a third of them are food. Right, and oh. of course, you know, people think about food when they when they think about Taiwan, but uh, we try to have more variety mm-hmm. in terms of culture, the culture types. Right. You know, we don't want people just to. Remember Taiwan for, for a food place. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you mentioned that there were artists. Um, what kind of art were they doing? I remember they they had one that was doing the sugar painting. Oh, sugar you know, they painting. Melt, yeah, so he was melting the sugar and then he was able to make uh, different shapes out of it. Wow. So that, yeah, I remember he said, well, he didn't stop entirely mm-hmm. like for the mm-hmm. entire five, six oh, wow, hours. Oh, was so was popular. There. Yeah, and then we invited a uh, Aborigine artist. So mm-hmm. she was uh, doing some weaving. Oh, like basket weaving uh, or weaving of of uh, uh, fabrics. Tra- fabric weaving. Okay. Yeah, fabric weaving, and then we have a uh, uh, I remember a, a clay figuring lady, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a straw weaving person as well. Wow. Yeah, so we we invite them from Taiwan, so they are able to see the uh, so people get more variety in terms of uh, the cultural presentation. Right, that's pretty amazing. That so is this part of the cost as well? Flying these people from Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, wow. and, and that was first year. So we we have to ha- you know make sure that the event is memorable for people. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so those money were spent to get the artists from Taiwan to mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Wow! So have a lot of those artists returned over the years? We um, decided to take different approach every year. Right. So, for example, like oh, if we realized the uh, our one of our church lady knows how to do straw weaving, so. Oh. So we are able to discover local talents. Right. That's great. Yeah. But it's very difficult to find, you know, sugar painting or yeah. Aboriginal like artists here mm-hmm. in locally. But sure. we try to request them from Taiwan mm-hmm. and to see if there are people who are who are willing to come. 
Wow, that's great. And so what did, over the years, what have been some of the regular features or attractions, like things that um, you feature at the festival almost every year? Are there certain um, performances or booths? Performance-wise, it usually um, it varies. Mm-hmm. But since three years ago, we started this Hello Taiwan tour where we invited the um, indie bands from mm-hmm. Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And we not only invite them to perform in the past with the Taiwan Festival, we also arrange a Hello Taiwan tour. Mm-hmm. So we put them in um, like Boston, um, Jersey, Philadelphia, Baltimore, DC, you know, the West, the Northern, the Northern East, right, right. The Northeastern cities. And we, we, um, we let them mingle with the local bands. Mm-hmm. And so that has been one of our staple for the performance program. That's great. And, and does that happen only in May or does it happen at different times of the year? It only happens in May okay. for now because, you know, we want to get them while they're here right? And to kind of consolidate the resource. But we are thinking of doing something, you know, later in the year. So right. there's always something going on. Yeah. Um, that, make, that certainly makes a lot of sense because once you have them here to let them tour around, that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, and last year we have two bands. Mm-hmm. One of them is called Monkey Pilot, mm-hmm. and one of them is called Basi Babalaz. So, oh, okay. and <laughs> so Monkey Pilot, they actually won the Golden Melody Award, Best oh, wow. Band Award. Right, which year. is like the Grammys in Taiwan. Right, and so that was kind of amazing. And the year before, we had the Chairman and the Red Flower Band, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, they were actually pretty well known as well. And but we we tried to do is you know, I want to you know attach the main thing to the indie band. Right, right. Can you say yeah. who's going to be appearing this year? Or is that a secret? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's not a secret. It's published already. It's uh, called OVDS and the Sun of Morning, mm-hmm. and VDS actually represented Taiwan in the other. Japan's uh, Fuji Television's uh, Asia Versus. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Oh, they actually want something over there. And Sound of Morning, they, they are more like traditional. No, not, they're not traditional. They used to have an Erhu player. Oh, okay. In the, our tour coordinator, Jack Su, mm-hmm. which is the, the main guy mm-hmm. for and Tsunami, he also plays the Erhu as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 right. So it's, it's kind of interesting. And Jack has been doing a lot to bring the bands here. And finally, the culture affairs, the Wenhua uh, Bu, mm-hmm. they, they actually sponsor the program. Oh, the cultural affairs in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which is, which is, yeah, which is good great. because, mm-hmm. so at least, you know, we know they put the money into the right place. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and uh, also OCSC, which is called Chao Ehui. Uh-huh. And they also invite culture groups from Taiwan. Oh, great. So the one that I mentioned in Chicago this mm-hmm. year is called Takao Run, Takao Run, and mm-hmm. um, they are a combination of uh, like temple fairs plus mm-hmm. you know, Taiwanese opera, everything combined together. Wow. And they also had a Kenyan member right. of the uh-huh. of the. So huh. he doesn't look Taiwanese, but he's very Taiwan. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, and are there also any kinds of exhibits that um, are specifically created to provide some kind of information or facts about Taiwan at the festival? Yeah, each year we have um, posters mm-hmm. you know, showing 
or showing people some ideas about Taiwan. But usually people, they, they will go for the food first and they, think of, they learn about Taiwan later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. also we want, to, we want to let people know that the event is actually to celebrate the Taiwanese American Heritage Week. Right. So it's not just a Taiwan theme event. Right. right. We want to let people know that the immigration about Taiwan, Taiwanese American, Right. And uh, some of the outstanding Taiwanese American out there who are doing their best in this, you know, great land of the immigrants, mm-hmm. and which is very important because I think we sometimes we overemphasize the Taiwan part. Yeah, uh, because you know we all care about Taiwan, right. you know, which is not the right. thing. But we also want to emphasize that this new land gave right. us. You know, the idea of democracy, mm-hmm. and education, and uh, the promise for a American dream. Right, right. And the contributions of Taiwanese Americans and the Taiwanese in the U.S. Right. right. So, I mean, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm sure there are probably a lot of people that come to this festival who may not know anything about Taiwan. Uh, what kind of common misperceptions have you come across from people who, you know, maybe it's the first time they came to the festival where they didn't really know anything about Taiwan? I guess most people have this, I, this uh, they bump into this before, that people have mistaken uh, Taiwan with Thai. Yeah, Thailand. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you know, it's saying, uh, I'm Taiwanese, I love Thai food. Uh-huh. It's also 100% correct, and the Thai uh-huh. food is very very delicious and you know of course some people i remember i bump into an old old person and he was saying oh yeah how about kremoy and i was like wow yeah you know only people who knew about kremoy would say the word kremoy yeah, yeah. and of course that's another name for jingmen yeah right and i remember that senior person he was probably on the uh, on the seventh fleet oh right <laughs> Wow. Right. So a lot of people, they, they think some, or some people, they ask you, oh, yeah, is Taiwan going to be unified with China, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's I, you get all kinds of questions. I don't think, I don't think they are, they are I, don't, I don't get offended by that, but, you know, just, you know, explain to them. Right. So what's been the most rewarding thing about running the festival? That's uh, that's actually a very tough question to ask mm-hmm. because every year at this time is it's always very hectic yeah. and you lose sleep. But I guess the most rewarding is like when you set something up and people come. A lot of people come to your festival. Right. You feel you can accomplish something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially for you know for the Taiwanese American community. And for our, I won't say the word status, but, you know, for something that we have a representation yes. in this city. Yes. I think that's something to be proud of. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's it's really quite remarkable and impressive. This festival has been going strong for so long um, because, in fact, um, I won't go into all the details, but the Asian Pacific American Heritage Festival has um, certainly gone through its ups and downs. It used to be also in Union Square Park in New York. So as we can see, it's not really easy to put on a festival of this size with all the resources that it requires. Um, So it's definitely something to be very proud of. Um, So you kind of touched on that a little bit, but what would you say is the most challenging thing about running the festival? Besides uh, losing sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides losing sleep. Well, first thing is always funding. You know, where, where is funding going to come from? Yeah. And uh, for the past 12 years, 
the cost to rent a city park has、uh-huh. only gone up. Yeah. Now. Down, so it's 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 close to twenty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Just, just to rent to, the park. Just to rent the park. So、wow. it's a very very、um, it's a burden.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cost.、Mm-hmm. And of course, second is you know personnel manpower. Right, right. And as you know, most of the task has to be completed beforehand.、Mm-hmm. So、right. things on the day of the festival can. Proceed smoothly,、right. but that's not always the case because, again, like I have mentioned before, we all volunteer. So、right. you know, something、mm-hmm. left out, or、sure. you know, people put things aside. So when they do it, when it, it's maybe it's already past the deadline. Right. And so that's that's very challenging. So, I mean, ideally, if if we have some staff, that will help a lot. But at、uh, this moment, we don't. Right. Right. So, what do you think is the most popular thing about the festival? Like,、uh, is there a certain thing or booth or performance or something that you know people really look forward to? Well, I think like the food booth is always the most popular. Yeah, we have lines and lines that you cannot penetrate.、Wow. <laughs> from from <laughs> the people. So I remember when we first started to sell the Di Hui Gui. Uh huh. You know the blood pudding,、oh, okay. or whatever you call it. Yeah, it was a line because there was nowhere in New York City that you can get that in a restaurant. Yeah. So, so. Is, who is making that? Is that a, is that a local business or just some individual in the community that's making that for the festival? Our food booths are usually made with local, the people from our community. Right. It's not restaurant. That's incredible. So we, yeah. So we get something. That's only made for the festival itself,、right. so people, yeah, people so that's why it's so popular, <laughs> right? And like with beer,、uh-huh. you have to, you know, beer is not easy to make, especially for a thousand people. Oh yeah, that's it's very、um, labor intensive because basically it's, I describe it kind of a little bit like a Taiwanese burrito because it has like that has a wrapper. Like a rice、mm-hmm. wrapper, and then you have all the ingredients that you have to actually hand roll. Yeah, so that's、right. very labor intensive. Right, and rolling is just the easy part. Just yeah, you gotta cook to all get, the ingredients, right? <laughs> yeah, all the ingredients first, and they are all prepped and ahead of time and brought to the site、mm-hmm. and assembled by volunteers.、Mm-hmm. So it's it's very it's very challenging, but this is probably the only place that you can get the lumpia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people are looking forward to it. Yeah, great. How often do you yourself go back to visit Taiwan? Yeah, I used to try to go once a year mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. but many things going on. It's、uh, less. But I was just in Taiwan earlier this year、mm-hmm. for the first time in two years. Oh wow! But I was able to go there, but it was all rainy、oh, for、right. a majority part of the.、Uh, Of the、uh, of the time I was there, but、uh, I was able to visit some friends, which is great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you, I mean, you grew up in Taiwan, right? Were you you were born in Taiwan? Is that right? Yeah, I was born in Taiwan. Right, right. <laughs> What do you miss the most about Taiwan? I guess food, of course. You know, many people say that, but I、yeah. guess families, relatives. Yeah. It's always very important, and、uh, of course, you know, seeing the people. See how、um, Taiwan has changed、mm-hmm. for the good or for the worse.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
So as you mentioned before, like since this is a free event that's open to the public and it requires quite a bit of funding, um, who have been some of your major supporters or sponsors of the festival so far? Since the first year, we have been sponsored by uh, members of, of our community. So mm -hmm. we, we get small donations, $100, dollars mm -hmm. $200 mm -hmm. for for everything together right. and some of our local Taiwanese American owned companies mm -hmm. such as uh, Asia Bank Asia Bank they have been great uh, for supporting us mm -hmm. and so um, like crystal doors and windows oh, okay. yeah, okay. they they another um, local Taiwanese owned business wh which have been supporting us. And of course, you know, we get the uh, the government factors. Right. Um, I mentioned OCAC, which is the Chao Wei. Right. They have been cooperating with us, I think, since year two. Right. Wow. 2003, because they start to organize troops from Taiwan to come to the U.S. Wow. Right. Yeah, which saves a lot of resource and energy for right. you um, mean performance groups? Yeah, performance right, groups. Right. And we also in cooperation with the Taiwan Tourism Bureau. Very nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they've been but you know, it's very, we want to do is more of the local funding. Right. Which is always a challenge because there are actually a lot more paperwork involved. Oh, I see. And but if we can do more of the uh, the American companies, right, that that would assemble the uh, the missing puzzle. Right, right. So, how can people support or sponsor Passport to Taiwan? Like, um, can they sponsor some aspect of the festival? Like, maybe they want to sponsor the setup for the stage or any of the musicians or artists? We have uh, different levels of uh, sponsorships and premiums that goes with that. Mm -hmm. If you sponsor a certain amount, we can put your banner up behind the stage okay. as a back wall for the performance or right. on various part of stage, which is uh, more visible to um, our visitors. Right. And, of course, we adhere to strict parks department guidelines that we don't want overexposure okay. for a commercial uh -huh. event. But uh, just just the FYI and the disclosure. But uh, for most of the uh, non-commercial type advertisement, we are more than happy to display them. Right. Uh, but the other thing is like for for example we if people can sponsor groups to come to the US. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And right. uh, because OCAC only sponsors one and oh. we could have more than one. And that obviously is going to in the add to the uh, to the variety of the uh, our performance program. Right, right. Yeah. And also maybe the artists that have some skills that we, we didn't see. Like previously, I remember there was a, a person, what he does is the uh, long shu tang. So it's uh -huh. like one of those very fine sugar type, and then it was pulled into like very fine, oh, like a string type. Into shapes. Into, into, not to the shape, but like to little, like to like hair thin. Oh, wow. Candy. Oh, candy. Hmm. And that was great. And, you know, people, people loved it. And of course, you know, the, the person that you say, like the, they're blowing to the sugar right. into different shape, mm -hmm. and um, so there are many many things that that we can do, or that we can discover from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And of course, people can sponsor like posters of Taiwanese Americans. 
Right. You know, that we can we can add uh, more posters, mm-hmm. and we can add people to um, the local um, Taiwanese American kids who they want to demonstrate something in in the event, and that it's a little bit of a challenge because you know after twelve years people think ah oh, you know you guys are you guys are on track already we don't need to support you anymore. Mm. Right. <laughs> We, we no, get but it's that an sometime. ongoing thing. Yeah, ongoing. It, it is ongoing yeah. thing, and and hopefully in the very near future, we can have uh, you know full time staff, right, to right. take care of many of the administrative work, and that is something that we need to have a vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not sure you've ever participated in something called Festival of India. Oh no, that also yeah, takes place do- in New York. Um, it's actually that's what I'm about to go into. It takes place all over the place when it's invited. And if you go to their website, uh-huh. they actually have a series of locations mm-hmm. that this festival um, is on. And I happened to bump into them a few times, once in uh, Washington Square Park. Mm-hmm. And basically, they are they are like a traveling circus. Oh. So they have a very big uh, container truck, 40-foot mm-hmm. container truck mm-hmm. that contains everything they need to set up for a festival. Mm. And so they go, I guess they go by invitation by the local Indian communities mm. and then go there, set up all these booths that introduce different parts about India. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have performances. And they also have free food, which mm. is great. Wow. People go there. They have free vegetarian food. Wow! And they could go through um, the exhibitions and watch the performances. So, if we have something like that that consolidate the resources, and we could have a pastor to Taiwan in many parts of other country. Right, and you could travel across the country. Right, and it saves resources. Like we don't need to. Reinvent the wheel for every sure. single city that is doing the uh, the event, and I'm sure that more more people. I'm I'm sure many of people that put together the show for Taiwanese American Heritage Week right now are mm-hmm. uh, in pretty fatigued, right? And they're tired. Work, yeah, it's a lot of work, and they don't know how to put out. They're running running out of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have something like that. You know, we have cookie cutter. We could help all the cities. Right, right. That's maybe some, you know, the direction that yeah, can go towards. Yeah, it's a long-term course. vision. Great. And we have to think about something. So if someone is interested in sponsoring the festival um, or supporting you guys somehow, how, how can they contact you? They could visit our website, p2number2tw.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we have a form there. Okay. Yeah, but if they want to go something more deeper, of course, they can always contact us. There's right. a contact us form in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And the possibility is out there. And, uh, like for example, maybe extend the festival to more than one day. Mm. Right. And, which is more, I guess, more cost-effective since we're doing everything already. Oh, okay. So is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about the Passport to Taiwan that we haven't covered here? Um, maybe you can tell them how they can learn more about the festival besides just the website? Yeah, I guess they can uh, visit uh, our Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is more active. Mm-hmm. And it's always something new that we are posting about the festival. 
And of course, if uh, the listeners out there, you're in your city on May 25th, please do visit the festival in Union Square. The uh, festival takes place from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. As you mentioned, it's free admission and everyone is welcome. And if you're not in New York City, tell your friends that uh, about the festival, of course. And if you have something in mind, do let us know because there are lots of talents out there and we want to explore those talents and to see who can come to the festival and to demonstrate the talent. And that is always something that we are looking for. Right, right. Okay, so people can just find you on Facebook if they look for a passport to Taiwan? Yes. Okay. We have a fan page and we also have a group page. And do join both because, you know, sometimes Facebook, they are moving the moving into this charge per exposure type of uh, oh. money scheme. Right, right. And yeah. we have to pay for some of the exposure, which is, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, um, I look forward to it, and I wish you, you know, a lot of great success this year, and uh, that the con- that the festival continues going strong. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you for inviting me. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.